you considered the messages your outfits send? What do you think your clothes say about you? See, style is about the clothes, but it's not really about the clothes. Every day you make choices about what you're going to wear, but what are you communicating? Welcome to Above and Beyond Style. I'm your host, Maria DiLorenzo, and in 2019, I founded MFD Style, where I provide a unique, intuitive approach to personal styling for those ready to embrace a more meaningful look. With this podcast, I'll uncover key elements of where spirituality, psychology, and style intersect, revealing how you can make intentional wardrobe choices that reflect who you really are. So let me ask you, are you ready to transform into your authentic self? Then it's time. Come with me on this journey and together we'll take your style above and beyond style. Hey friends, welcome back to Above and Beyond Style. This is again season three and I am talking all about the style pitfalls or what are the things that get in the way when we are standing in our closets and we're seeing all sorts of clothes that maybe we haven't worn or we don't really know how they got there. Like what got us there? How can we perhaps adjust or edit or tweak a behavior that might help us get clearer and make better decisions about what should belong in our wardrobe that really authentically reflects who we are. So I want to really do a good little deep dive this this week with you on a fun topic. But before I do, I want to talk about my style resolution. If you recall at the beginning of season three, I talked about the style resolution or a word could really help focus or give some attention to how we should concentrate on our wardrobe and continue to cultivate this wardrobe that we love. And for me this year, I am focusing on the word vibrancy. And I've been playing around with all the different ways that vibrancy can show up in my decision making for my wardrobe and what I'm really starting to notice about what feels really authentic and exciting for me to want to wear every day. Now, in the previous check-in, I talked about like the use of color and how I had been using um, more of these you know, specific colors and strategic ways that's really helping me draw out different feelings and emotions. Because if you haven't already listened to my amazing episode with Rebecca Reed, all about the power of color from season two, you should. Because color speaks volumes. There's so much wrapped into the magic of what color can do and evoke for us. And and so it was a natural kind of connection for me when I thought about vibrancy where I could use color strategically. Well, interestingly enough, I I don't know if you know this about me, but I really do love like a neutral look. I have been someone very traditionally who is drawn to classic neutrals in my wardrobe. So that's like the creams, the whites, the navies, olive greens, um, some black strategically here or there, uh, blue, certainly like a denim blue or a chambray blue. So I have kind of a very classic color palette that I would naturally be drawn to. And I'm noticing now kind of on the heels of this vibrancy check-in with color where I'm also, again, being drawn to my neutrals. And I, I think it's important to remember that both things can coexist at the same time. I think it's sometimes feels like we have to be an all or nothing dresser 
And, you know, one of my stylist friends on Instagram, Erin, talks about that she likes to provide tools and not rules for style. And I think this is one of those things that reminds me about this, that we don't have to be all in or all out with any one sort of creative direction. And that's what I, I think for me, vibrancy really comes to play. So I was noticing that, again, kind of being drawn back to some of my neutrals, and I happen to really love a monochromatic look. Um, there's something sort of chic, and maybe it's like the Parisian-inspired kind of concept in, in it that I really do love. But I was finding myself, um, now that the weather is shifting perhaps ever so slightly, I don't know about how it's doing where you live, but up here in New England, we're getting little tastes of not-so-freezing-cold weather kind of sprinkled in with you know, snowstorms and rainstorms and whatnot. But on the days when it does feel like it's in the 50s and maybe even reaching up to 60, it's really kind of fun to pull out some of this early spring. And a lot of that wardrobe for me is these neutrals and a lot of monochromatic looks. So I pulled out my white jeans for the first time in ages because I do think you can wear white jeans year round. I just know that up here in New England, it can be a little tricky to wear white jeans when it's kind of gross and um, perhaps unpredictable outside with the weather. And so I don't want to get them necessarily too dirty. But pulled out my white jeans and I wore them with just like a white tee and this beautiful cream sweater. And I felt so vibrant. There was something about that clean, classic look that felt sharp and bright and energetic and Again, it connected to some of the similar emotions that I was feeling about wearing color, but kind of on that opposite end of the spectrum. So it was really fun to notice that I hadn't really lost my love for neutrals or that monochromatic look, but that now I can have this balance between color. And I don't think color is the only way that vibrancy is going to show up for my wardrobe, but it's just something that I'm, again, real time kind of keeping track with you and doing a little report in on how and why something feels good to me. In fact, this last week, I was venturing up to Vermont to meet a good friend of mine. And if you haven't already heard, I am on the move. I've sold my condo and I am working on identifying the next right place for me to live. Also part of my vibrancy story that I really want to identify a place where it feels a bit more dynamic. There's a bit more connection and activity in my life that perhaps my existing home isn't affording me to have. So in this exploration of different cities and states, I popped into Vermont, which is just about three hours from where I live now, and I got to check out this really cute town. And lo and behold, I would come to find an outlet for one of my favorite Finnish brands. Uh, maybe you know Marameco. It's a really cool, like bold color print brand that has... Um, just been kind of on the scene for a long time I think they were founded in the 70s maybe even earlier than that but nonetheless I found this outlet and not only did I get connected with some amazing people at this store the shop manager and one of the retail associates we just connected immediately and had such a good energy and a good vibe but the energy of the store was really special and I got to go in and kind of play around with a bunch of different designs and dresses and tops and all these different pieces that were really fun. And if you know Marameco, they're really known for their use of color, right? It's this bold kind of um, abstract kind of print. They'd use a lot of floral design in sort of their classic patterns. 
And interestingly enough, I was attracted to this very subtle, almost monochromatic look in this dress that was kind of a cream, like ivory tone background. And it had like very faint, you could almost not even see it, but imprinted was also their kind of classic floral design in this lightly shaded tan beige color. So if you looked, unless you looked at it really closely, you might not even notice the pattern that was in this, this particular um, dress. And I am telling you, I just like beelined for it, not only because the sales associate was wearing it and had styled it to perfection, but also I could just see myself in it. It had so much of my style and the way that I like to feel in my clothes. So when I put it on, it was kind of a no-brainer. I could see all the different ways that I could play with it and really have it um, be very functional in my wardrobe. So it was interesting to notice in this sort of style vibrancy check-in that again, I was being drawn to these neutral colors and these monochromatic looks. And it was really fun for me to kind of juxtapose that with all the color that I had been kind of drawn to in the previous weeks. So, you know, this is the way, and I, I hope that your, if you have a style resolution or a word or something that's really helping kind of clarify and connect you to your wardrobe, I think it's a nice point of contact to come back to and just sort of see, you know, is this helping me really stay true to my style and where I, where I feel the best in my clothes to help me show up for my life. So I hope your style resolution is going as well as mine is. So let's talk about this week's topic around pitfalls or where we kind of get off track sometimes with our style and what lends us to have maybe a closet full of clothes that we're not wearing. So this week's uh, topic is called the what if scenario. Are you somebody who has a closet of clothes that is full of items that are for the what if scenario? Let me tell you more about this. Perhaps you can resonate with this uh, description. So, you know, if there's a future event that may or may not happen, or if there's something kind of on the radar that you feel like, oh, I should keep this if this happens to me, this event, this circumstance, the situation, and so I've got the outfit or the clothes that's perfect for it. Now, strategically, I'm not against this philosophy. It's just that when you have more than your fair share of those types of what-if scenario clothes in your closet versus what you wear on the day-to-day. And I really have to you know, focus and concentrate on this a bit because does it take up more of that physical and we'll get to mental space than the clothes that you'd wear on the day-to-day. Because sometimes if our clothes and our closet is filled with all of these sort of what-if scenarios, we're having trouble perhaps identifying then with our authentic style because there's so many of these sort of like, I'll call them one-shot wonders that are sitting in our closet, again, taking up physical and the mental space, and we're not able to draw from it and really feel a connection to it on the day-to-day. So what are these some perhaps what if future events that may or may not happen that might be in your closet taking up too much space? The first is, I don't know about where you are in my life. Again, I'm in my mid-40s. The majority of my friends have uh, been married. And so I've gone through the wedding years, right? Like 
all the different wedding attire that I might wear to these events. Sometimes I was in weddings, other times I was a guest. But I think wedding guest attire, particularly for women, tends to be something that we buy a lot of and we sort of hang on to in case we get invited or there is this kind of event that we'd want to wear it too. And like most weddings, right, they're seasonal. They come at specific times of the year. And of course, there's sort of the appropriate um, maybe color palette or style or if it's short sleeve or long sleeve that we might want to wear to the wedding of this particular, you know, couple. But the irony is I have gone to people's closets before where I've seen these wedding guest attire dresses outfits and I would say, when was the last time you went to a wedding? No judgment, just curious about how often that might happen to you in your life. Now, if you're perhaps at the age where a lot of your friends are getting married, understandably so, you might have a decent number of options in your wardrobe that are going to serve you for that particular purpose in your life. If you're at a particular phase in your life where perhaps that's not happening as often, but yet you still hang on to all these dresses or outfits that you could wear to these types of events, I want to kind of question why we're hanging on to this specific thing. And we're going to get to the why here in a second, but I just want to outline what are some of these like what if scenario type of, of events. This also lends me then to like the special events galas, fundraiser type of categories where, again, you have sort of a specific look or an item that maybe you would wear to these events. Again, I'm curious. I always go into these types of you know scenarios with my clients and I say, how often is that the case for you? I have people in my life who their, their professional and personal lives really do focus on a lot of special events fundraising galas, um, connections with their community, volunteer opportunities where they have these events, that's a significant portion of their life that understandably then I could see why they would have quite a few items in their wardrobe that would meet that need. But it's the what if, like what if I get invited to a special event, a gala, or a fundraiser, or again, going back to the wedding, right? Do I have something that I could wear to this? And if it disproportionately is outweighing the number of clothes that you have for your day-to-day, that's where I'm going to ask this question about how often is this relevant for you? And I don't have a magic number, and we're going to talk about some of the ways that I kind of counteract some of these what-if scenarios But I do think that there's perhaps a reasonable proportion of your wardrobe that should be dedicated to some of these types of events. And so I'm just asking you to kind of, you know, look at your wardrobe and parcel out, like, are there too many of these types of what if scenario outfits that really aren't matching your lifestyle or the things that you do? The other things that I happen to see when I go through these closet edits and I see people's wardrobes, I see a lot of like outfits for like themed parties. So like I always think of like the decades, right? Like the 20s party or the 80s party or the 70s, you know, vibe that they have these outfits that they keep so that if they get invited to these themed parties, they have something to wear. Again, 
one or two of those types of outfits is totally fine. But I'm, I'm asking for the person that has a disproportionate amount of those types of options in their wardrobe, you can see why then it might feel like you would be disconnected from your everyday because you're not wearing themed outfits on your day to day. So if they're taking up too much space in your wardrobe, that's maybe where we need to scale back a bit. And the last thing that I notice, um, again, in this sort of what if scenario, this is not all comprehensive, but this is just kind of what I see the most frequent when I visit clients' closets and wardrobes. I see a lot of like outdoorsy attire. And again, understandably so, depending on your activity level. Now, if you lived in Denver, Colorado, and you're hiking every weekend and you're doing a lot of skiing or you're snowboarding, like, the amount of outdoor attire that is associated with that kind of lifestyle can be significant, but it's relevant to where you live and what you do and how you like to spend your time. But if you live in Florida, right, I don't know how much like ski attire you might need if you spend nine or 10 months of the year in Florida, right? So Thinking about where you live and sort of your lifestyle and the various activities that you participate in, what are the clothes that actually support that lifestyle? So if you go hiking on the regular, then it makes sense to have that type of attire in your clothes, in your wardrobe and have those be clothes that you access readily. But if you hike like once a year <laughs> or twice a year when you go, you know, XYZ place, Perhaps you don't need a significant number of what if, right? Like what if I go, you know, hiking in Vermont and I need, you know, X, Y, Z, I'm going to keep all these pants and all these various hiking shoes and all this various gear. That to me feels like a little bit disproportionate to what you really need in your wardrobe and in your lifestyle. And as you can see, I'm really trying to focus in on the people that sort of feel like they better hang on to this item because what if this happens and I get rid of this and I don't have this perfect, special, exact outfit that I want to wear for this scenario and I've now given it away and I don't have it anymore or I used to have a bunch of options, right? I'm really trying to help us understand why sometimes we get in these circumstances with our wardrobes where we have a again that disproportionate number of clothes for this like what if scenario versus like how am I living my life day to day and I really again I'm not someone that's going to give you figures and facts and hard fast rules but to me it feels like any sort of what if scenario shouldn't take up more than maybe 10 or 15 percent of your wardrobe because in those instances where, yes, you might have something come up, then you might have one or two options to pull from. But it's not going to be every what-if scenario you can think of under the sun. I'm just trying to help you get clear about what are the circumstances that are most relevant to your life or your lifestyle, and how do the clothes then support you in that life. So it's important to kind of pay attention to these, like, how much of this physical space is it taking up in my wardrobe? And as you can imagine then, it also clogs up our mental space. Because if you're just looking at sort of piles and piles and rows and rows of clothes that are like one-shot wonders, this like one circumstance that I would wear this like once a year, 
you can see then how your wardrobe might feel disconnected or you've gotten to a place where you don't feel really excited about your clothes because you can't wear the majority of them on the day-to-day. So I want us to be thoughtful about the what-if scenarios that are most relevant to our lives and be willing to be honest with ourselves about how realistic is it that one of these what-if scenarios might actually happen. And that's kind of segueing me into some of these thoughts and processes that we might have around the what-if scenario. I also wanted to mention one factor that I'm not going to spend a lot of time on in this episode because I actually did a very clear and um, focused episode dedicated to this topic, but I do think it, it sort of is relevant to this what-if scenario, and that's particularly around losing weight. So I keep this option, what if I lose 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 pounds, then I still have this XYZ piece in my wardrobe for me to wear if that happens. So I'm not, as I said, I'm not going to spend a lot of time unpacking this because in season one, episode five, I have an episode called The Clothes We Keep, and it really kind of digs into some of this topic And I would just ask you to ask yourself, what is the purpose for you for keeping clothes that do not currently fit your body? There's a host of questions. There's sort of a thought process that I lead you through um, in that episode. And I would highly encourage you go back and listen to that because I really do think it unpacks this what if scenario around losing weight that I think many of us do. And I would encourage us to be thoughtful and intentional about why we might keep clothes that don't currently fit the body that we're occupying and what is the purpose for that. So now let's segue into how do we kind of counteract these what-if scenarios? How do we help reinforce that we can get a wardrobe that fulfills our day-to-day needs helps us show up for the life we want to lead, but also allows us to have a little bit of space held for these kind of what-if scenarios. Now, I mentioned just before, I think we have to be brutally honest with ourselves about like how realistic is it that any one of these scenarios might actually happen in our life. And if there's like less than 50% chance that this might happen, it feels like it's probably not wise to hang on to clothes again, in a disproportionate amount for that purpose. And I think sometimes it might be helpful to give yourself maybe a limit or a number of items that you might keep for this what-if scenario. Again, I don't have hard, fast rules, but if I think about sort of all the scenarios that I talked about today, and it's about 10 to 15% of the total number of clothes that I own, there may be, I don't know, maybe eight to 10 items that sort of fulfill this like what if scenario type of need. So you can see like it's not taking up a ton of space, physical space and mental space in my closet because I don't think we should allow our space when we perhaps have limited space in our homes for our clothes, but it's not intentional for me to have all of this sort of overrun in my closet if it's not something that I wear regularly. 
So sometimes my best counteraction for that is to create maybe a bin. So you get like one of those large clear bins from Target or the container store that you can place these like what if scenario type items in the bin. Or maybe you dedicate a shelf in your closet or a drawer in your dresser that you can house all of those things together and they can be a little bit out of sight, if you will, so that if that particular scenario does show up, you're like, ah, yes, I should go to my what if bin or shelf or, or drawer and do a little inventory to see if this might meet the need of what I'm looking for. Again, it's about keeping in rotation the things that you wear and reach for the most and not, you know, kind of blocking yourself or confusing yourself with all of these items in your day-to-day wardrobe if they're kind of front and center. So sometimes kind of putting them in, um, in this like extra space or this little side space helps you kind of keep them categorized that way. The other thing that I think really gets to why we hang on to these sort of what if scenario type of items, particularly if they've overrun our our wardrobe and are now sort of the dominant thing that we keep. I want to challenge us a little bit about that mentality, about why are we keeping this and what purpose and good is it serving us? Because I think sometimes if we really get down to it, it speaks to a belief in a scarcity mentality that like we hang on to things believing that there just won't be enough for us or that we won't have exactly what we need when we need it. And for me, I don't know about for you, but I really have worked on my mindset, especially over the last three or four years, to acknowledging and recognizing that we live in an abundant universe where there is abundance for us at any, you know, turn, corner, circle that we meet. And when we have the opportunity to really tap into that type of abundance, we have to know and trust that we are going to have everything we need exactly when we need it. And I mean this like on the most fundamental levels. And I'm not suggesting that, you know, these items in your wardrobe, and I don't want to like oversimplify this to just sort of like positive thinking like I'm really talking about there's something in you that may believe that if you give away or you get rid of these sort of what if scenario type of clothes you are afraid that you won't get it back or you're somehow not going to have what you need and I want to help us see the counter of that that in fact When we live in an abundant mindset and in an abundant universe, there is so much there for us. And perhaps it just means reconfiguring what we really think is like having enough and having exactly what we need. Because maybe it then forces us to get a little creative with our wardrobes. So maybe we don't have the exact perfect outfit that's worn for only one purpose and one night of the year every five years, right? But maybe then it helps us get a little creative about what we have in our closet that maybe we could upcycle or repurpose something that we have for that scenario or event. So you've seen lots of people get creative for themed parties or Halloween or, you know, some things where you're sort of like, I don't want to buy a new outfit just for this. But 
then we can kind of go back into our closet and seeing that our clothes have multiple functions. They can be worn in lots of different ways and all these new combinations that might help us feel like if the what if scenario shows up, I could still come up with something that's going to be just perfect for this. And I'm going to feel good in it because it's the clothes I like to wear already. And it would be a great option for you to get a little more creative and just sort of see where that inspiration might take you. So challenge yourself a bit that if you find yourself with a closet full of what if scenario clothes, are you really succumbing to that belief that there's some scarcity in your life? And so you need to hang on to these things in a way to feel full and safe. But instead, trust that you have everything you need and probably more often, many of us have more than what we need. And so getting clear and minimizing and getting down to the clothes that we like really love and we really use and are kind of perfect for our lifestyle, I really feel like we get in better touch then with that authenticity of who we are and how we want to show up in the world. So I hope this has been helpful. Again, remember, be brutally honest. Is this one of those things that's going to really happen for us? Um, don't let it take up space in your closet if it's not being worn regularly. So maybe dedicate a bin, a shelf, a drawer to this purpose and really give yourself that moment to consider about your own mentality around this. And could that be shifted enough to really allow the abundance that you probably already have? So you guys, thanks so much for tuning in this week. As always, I look forward to catching up with you next time. Hey there. I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you more about MFD Style, my wardrobe consulting business. I've been styling professionally for nearly 15 years, and it truly is my life's passion and purpose. In fact, my mission is to help you develop a confident and authentic signature style, breathe life into your existing wardrobe, and help you fill in with perfect, versatile pieces that are in line with your style and budget. And yes, all of this can be done both in person or virtually. This experience can transform your life. I have seen it happen countless times. And all you have to do is take that first step. Set up a free 30-minute consultation call with me, and we can start this journey together. You deserve to have a wardrobe that mirrors who you are, and I am so ready to help make that happen. You can find me on the web at mfdstyle.com. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you've heard, I would appreciate you taking the time to leave a review on the podcasting platform you're using. And share this episode with others who you think might really enjoy these conversations about personal style. For more information all about MFD Style services, you can find me on the web at mfdstyle.com, on Instagram at mfd underscore style, where I post almost five days a week, or send me an email at maria at mfdstyle.com. I also have a weekly email I send to subscribers, so I will include the link to that sign up in the show notes. So until next time, friends, remember to love yourself and then love yourself some more. <laughs>